0: Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 23 of the podcast. This podcast, we welcome back Chris Minnis. And this time he did bring with him a friend, Lou Ferrigno Jr. They are talking about the upcoming Tahoe Show MPC bodybuilding competition up in Lake Tahoe. If you are a competitor, it is not too late, so be sure to go to TahoeShow.com. And register, and also if you're a spectator and just want to check it out, go take a look. Tahoe Show.com. The show is August 27th. Hope to see you all there. Until then, workout nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice, roll and I'm always a wizard. wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candle flicker fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just four kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Welcome to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, everyone. Today I am being joined by my first return guest, Chris Minnis. But he has brought with him a very good friend, uh, a name that we will all recognize, uh, Louis Frigno Jr. How are you guys doing, Chris? How's it going? Doing fantastic, man. How about you? Oh, I'm living life, man. I am going 100 miles an hour and I couldn't... Couldn't love it
1: anymore. Perfect. Louie, how are you? I'm really good, man. Got to go grocery shopping, but I'm really (laughs) honored to be on the show. Thank you, and uh, good to meet you, bud. It is good to meet you. Um,
0: I think everyone, like I said, is familiar with your name, but maybe they don't know who you are, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Well, I'm a native Angelino, born and raised in Los Angeles. I have been involved in bodybuilding my entire life by association, and a few years ago, I made it my own to uh, partner with Chris and give my family an opportunity to create something bigger than just one man, um, the Ferrigno Legacy, which is our annual competition uh, that will take place at the end of October this year. Chris and I have worked for the last five years building this into something great, and it's very much on its way. Yeah, I was
0: at it last year, and I know it's grown by leaps and bounds this year. So I'm very excited to see everything that you got going on. Chris, I know that the – is it this year or next year that you're going to have the huge vendor hall?
2: That's going to be next year. Uh, this year what's new is um, we've added U.S. USA Powerlifting, and it's actually a, a, a regional qualifier. It's one of their, their biggest events. And this is a federation that's at the Arnold – it's also the federation that leads you to the Olympics, so it's a big deal to add this, and it's uh, it's us getting our feet wet for that big expo next year, which is a hundred thousand square foot uh, expo. It's going to have multiple sports, including powerlifting, of course, but we'll bring in some other stuff like strongman and uh, probably some combat type sports, and also some stuff to uh, interest the locals here in the Coachella Valley, like uh, golf, age management, and uh, just health food and being a living a healthy lifestyle.
0: Excellent. That's awesome. I know I've gone to a lot of, uh, health food and, uh, exercise fitness expos lately and I love them. So I always look forward to going to another one. I'm looking forward to going to yours.
2: Yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun. And you know, we like, we take a different spin on everything and I think you'll see that. Uh, well, you know, you've been to the Prigno legacy and you've seen how, how different it is from your typical bodybuilding show. And we're going to take that, uh, that business model and we're going to apply it to the, uh, to the expo.
0: Yeah, and just in case anybody uh, missed out on your episode in regards to the NPC West Coast, what is your primary focus when you're planning a bodybuilding show?
2: It all starts with competitor. There's nothing that happens without the competitor. So it's making sure the competitor feels um, comfortable and making sure that every step of their experience is addressed and taken care of. As a competitor myself... Um, I know the process. I've been to a lot of good shows. I've been to a lot of bad shows. So I get to learn what to to do right, what to do wrong. But I'm really able to put myself in the body of the competitor because I am one. And uh, and I know how they feel every step in the way. And uh, and really understanding how they feel is the most important part. Understanding uh, the emotional side of it, the ups and downs, and and being very sensitive to that. And my whole team, they're all either competitors or they're like Louie, they've been involved in the industry their entire life and so they know what they go through and they're very sensitive in that way. So no matter how stressed out they feel, no how scared they feel, how hungry they feel, they're gonna feel safe and happy when they're uh, when they're with us.
0: Well yeah, I remember I remember you and I talking about how when a competitor is carb depleted, sometimes the brain doesn't work as it should.
2: <laughs> Indeed. And it's, uh, yeah, sometimes they test our patience a little bit. <laughs> uh, see, in the beginning it would, but then I, I saw I saw myself in, in those same people just asking silly questions that are written on the paper right in front of them. But, you know, I've been there and that's how it is. That's part of the process. And, uh, and we love them for doing it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, Louie, uh, how did you get to know Chris? What made you want to jump on board? kind of and combine your styles of running a bodybuilding competition
1: um i had recently graduated from usc um and i was training clients at the time and there had always been talk and people had always been approached approached my father and my parents about doing his own show but it just never really fit the right way and then a buddy of mine was was competing in a show out here in california and it was just not up to what I had known for my entire life. I traveled the entire world going to shows all over the planet in so many different countries and I just knew it could be better and from that uh, I met one of his new friends which is Chris Minnis and this guy put on a show um, and everything was kind of naturally clicking and then when I went up to see the Tahoe show for myself up in Tahoe I was just blown away in terms of how well it was run, how how effective everything was in terms of just it being a fun environment as well as a competitive atmosphere. Um, and the venue, everything was just top notch. And from there, I uh, just with, with not much experience in promotions, I, uh, worked with Chris and Chris just managed to help make something of like an idea into something that is a thriving, beautiful event now at this point, which is I'm blown away by what we've accomplished um, so far and the amount of work that goes into it. But it's Chris's second to none
0: yeah and and I'm, I'm a little bummed I'm gonna be missing out on the Tahoe show this year no way I it's it's unfortunately um I tennis. I dude I know I'm bummed I've been to two of Chris's shows neither of which have been a Tahoe show mm-hmm. but I was telling Chris um, I'm gonna be on a panel at a convention and it was just... That had been planned for months, so I'm. But that's why I'm doing this, so that okay. everyone else can get their asses up there and see you guys. Um, but what can they expect when they arrive? Both competitors and spectators.
2: Uh, you know, uh, the first thing I think that blows people's minds when they come to Tahoe. When you come to Tahoe, you have to go over a mountain pass, and Those of us who have competed in other places, we're going to real – a lot of these places are in pretty crummy corners. When you arrive to Tahoe, you come over this mountain pass, and it just opens up crystal clear blue and green water as far as the eye can see. And you realize that this experience – in that moment, you realize this experience is going to be unlike any experience you've ever had. And you cross that path, that that pass, and you you drive down the road, and you're going in and out of the little coves on – all the way to the little downtown and, uh, you get to our venue, which is Mont Blue. And Mont Blue is just, uh, it's a beautiful venue. It's a casino. Um, everything takes place in one, in, under one roof. You know, Sinatra has played there. Hootie and the Blowfish has played there. You know, you name it has been there and, uh, it's been around for decades, but they just remodeled it to the tune of 27 million. So when you walk in, you're going to get a completely different experience than you've ever had there too, because you've got a beautiful casino, beautiful showroom you quickly realize you're just in a very comfortable environment and we do everything under one roof even all the way to the after party when we celebrate our accomplishment.
1: That
0: is extremely important because you don't want anybody partying and then driving. Exactly, <laughs> uh,
2: even when you're carb depleted you don't want to drive. <laughs> yeah. So when you put booze in there it's even worse but uh, now it's fantastic because you literally can almost roll out of bed onto the stage and I roll out of the stage into the, into the after party and then have somebody carry up to your room.
0: <laughs> all right, excellent. Louie, I want to I get to know you just a little bit. Um, you said you used to be an active bodybuilder. Are you still competing at all or is it not really just
1: kind of behind you? You know, Kenneth, with every rep I take in the gym, I think to myself, well, it would be kind of interesting to see what could happen um, if I were to fulfill my um, legacy. <laughs> to not be so, no pun intended, um, but to really kind of push my body to the max. I played football at USC. I was a walk-on. Um, due to injury, I never really got a shot to really compete at that level, but I trained a lot, and I did a lot of um, strong uh, power lifting after that, and um, I don't know. I wouldn't count it out, but I think uh, I think right now it's really to to be an action hero day in, day out in my life, making the better the world one better place one day at a time. That's about it.
0: Excellent. That's wonderful. We call Louis the
1: Incredible Hulk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this is a question I asked I asked Chris, and I asked him what his favorite cheat meal was. And he told me that he just loved a good donut. <laughs> and so I remember my promise to him that I was going to bring him a dozen voodoo donuts if it's open by the Frigno Legacy. But Chris, do you have a cheat meal, or just a special meal that just, you know, after, after a great week at the gym, you just go
1: out and treat yourself? Oh, you mean Louie?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry, Louie.
1: Oh, me. Um, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a savory guy. Um, I go, I, and I like spicy, so I go hard in the paint when it comes to, like, pizza or, like, a hot burger. I'm not a huge sweet person, uh, I what I what I do is I eat a lot of like diet ice cream and diet food, which makes no sense because it evens out at the same time at the <laughs> at the end. Uh, but I'd go for something like a like a cheesy pizza. Oh yeah, that sounds delicious. Just gooey, you know, where the cheese is just like bubbling so much, like a nineteen nineties Domino's commercial. Oh, good. Call. It's like a jump rope.
0: <laughs> if, if you want to
2: make Louie happy, you gotta get lots of sauce. Yes. More than you could ever ever believe, because he'll just
1: drink it. He, he loves his sauces.
0: Okay, are we talking like the marinara sauce, or are we talking like just like dipping sauces?
1: Hot sauces, marinara sauces, buffalo sauces—you name it. Teriyaki, barbecue, <laughs> anything that's savory, anything that's a little sweet. I mean, I like variety. I like to have fun. I like to dip my my pizza into a lot of sauces.
0: Excellent. That's good to know. Um, do you have an all-time favorite, or is it just sauce?
1: I, I think my all-time favorite, oddly enough, would be a like a Caesar pizza, chicken Caesar okay. pizza. Oh god, so I just like I just feel my ankles thickening by when I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got that like Alfredo sauce. Oh boy, I gotta yeah. stop talking about this. It's good stuff.
0: So Louis, what are what are you looking forward to in regards to the Tahoe show? Um, what's your favorite part of putting on the shows?
1: Uh, my favorite part is really just to see the culmination of everything. Um, that's all the hard work that's put into it. I mean, every year it's, it's not only just, it's not only such a great show, but like we said before, it's an incredible weekend. It's, it's everyone's positive and, and engaged and like ready to, it was just such a good vibe throughout from beginning to end. And the excitement is just really seeing Chris's creation just running on its own. And the parts are in place and it's growing every year. And and it's it's really comparable to one of these big, big venues and these big events that have these like multiple day kind of like Coachella or any of these really hugely organized events that are world renowned. I mean, it's getting up there. And every year I see it's growing. People are coming from all over the country to be a part of it. So. I'd like to see someone from, like, Antarctica compete. That's what I would look forward to this
0: <laughs> the, year. The penguin division? Exactly. <laughs>
1: actually have some, uh, we
2: actually have some Spaniards registered this year.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
2: Uh, they're, they're coming from around the, around the world with Canadians, of course, Mexicans, of course, but uh, also we've had Australia there. Um, we've had some Russians. So You know, because Tahoe, it's a, it's a great show, but it's also a vacation destination. So You get a two-for-one out of it.
0: Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you guys going to be spending any additional time after the show just to, you know, relax and recuperate?
1: Uh, this year, actually, I leave the Sunday after the show, but th- last year I was at a later flight and I thought that would be enough. But we went to the lake during in the morning after the show and I was like, this is just gorgeous, man. Like the day flew by because I was just sitting there in clean air and not uh, <laughs> a Range Rover every 50 feet like in LA and, and peace and quiet. So I'll be staying an extra day. Just try to eat some... Uh, maybe a pizza. We'll see how crazy I get. <laughs> there you go. No. I don't want to blow out your abs for the beach, though. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, Ta- Tahoe is a gorgeous area, and it is... I've been trying to get back there for the longest time. My sister's wedding was up there, and it was nice. just the most beautiful place. Now, cool. Yeah. You know. Louie, so i have got one more question. Well, i got a lot more questions, but one is... In dealing with, in putting on bodybuilding shows or in when you were competing or any time in the gym, did you ever have a setback or something that somebody might call a failure? And what did you learn from it and how did you
1: overcome it? You know, uh, the first year putting on the legacy, you mean when I was competing or putting on the show? Either,
0: If, if one was more from a business side or is one from more of a competitor side, that's your choice, man.
1: I never wanted to push it into bodybuilding. And when I was, I, I did a few, uh, photo shoots, did a couple covers for muscle and fitness. And I never, it was, back then physique wasn't around. So, and I, uh, and I like to keep a little trimmer. So there was no, nowhere for me to really like compete. But, um, in terms of we never really, I, I don't want to say fail because every one of our, what is a textbook fail and putting on the legacy was really like, a really great learning experience. And it, when it came to making calls, cold calling for sponsorship, showing up to places uh, when people wouldn't return our calls just to promote and for the belief of it, hearing no, I'm an actor too and I don't hear no a lot and it's left to wonder, but we heard a lot of no's that first year at that legacy. Every time it was just more fuel for our fire to really make this show happen and, and be something that people would one day talk about. And... They are talking about it, all right.
0: You know the the one thing I was I was talking to Chris about this is every person I've had on this podcast never refers to failure as failure. It's always a learning opportunity. It's always you you know every no you hear you're one step closer to a yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it, it, it's it's funny because sorry to interrupt you, but it's like it, it, they, for some reason this preconceived notion of failure is is negative. It's it's not. It's really not. It's almost essential, even more than because success is just is just unfailed, an unfailed attempt.
0: Well, yeah, and I I've never thought of defeat as failure. I've thought of quitting as failure. True. You know, and so maybe if after this you guys can think of a better word that I can ask people um, that doesn't include the word
1: failure, I would love that. I heard a saying once: is uh, success is failure that hasn't happened yet. Yes. I... So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. But we'll figure that out. Let's get to it, Chris.
0: <laughs> Make right. it happen. Louie, I did, I, I was taking a look at some of your uh, acting credits, and you are on, or you had a guest spot on one of my favorite shows,
1: uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Nice. I mean, I you... did. Hell Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so happy you like that show. Um,
0: I, I, I'm a huge Marvel nerd. Um, if we had, uh, if we had this podcast on video, you could see that I've got Spider-Man posters all over my office. My question to you is, were you into comic books, superheroes, stuff like that growing up?
1: Oh, dude, I was huge, huge comic book, dude. Um, a huge nerd. I was all about it. I thought the X, the Marvel universe was like so much cooler than real life. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> um, I always wanted to be a superhero and ironically enough, I am a superhero on a show called mutton stuff, uh, Nickelodeon. I play super Sammy and he's a super superhero and I, I pretty much became what I dreamt of. I just needed to be a little more specific, but I mean, it's now I, I, and yeah, so I love the idea of superheroes and, and doing all that. Um, so yeah, but and oh, back to Shield. Shield was a great experience, but I didn't get to be a superhero, unfortunately.
0: It's okay, you know. Maybe they'll bring you back and you can be uh, the new Captain America. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. where your head's at. Yeah. But I was I was looking at the pictures
1: from Super Sammy, and that costume is pretty baller. It's <laughs> it's a cape, and I, I walking through the doors. Uh it's just open doors and the cape whooshes behind me as I'm entering a <laughs> building naturally. There's there's a full blown endorphin rush that runs to my brain, like a nice chest back pump. You know? <laughs> Nothing better. <laughs> That's excellent. Do you
0: do you have a favorite superhero or did you have one growing up?
1: You know, I always I loved Wolverine and Gambit. Those were my two dudes. Oh and I read I mean I know I know just about every single thing there is to know about Wolverine um I've read all of his his, his I had his have his all of his comic books his own line of comic books the Wolverine ones um everything about it and I'm excited to see what happens with this Gambit movie with Channing Tatum cuz I hope he does it cuz the last one didn't do it for me
0: No the la- it was not it was not great but speaking of Wolverine like, have you guys reached out and tried to get Hugh Jackman as a competitor? Because that man
1: gets bigger with every Wolverine movie. He's a beast, and he works exceptionally hard. Um, he's a phenomenal actor. He, and he's a phenomenal singer and dancer. Absolutely. And I bet he could kill the men's physique division.
0: <laughs> I will
1: honestly agree. We, uh,
0: Mr. Jackman, if you're listening, let's make this happen. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, Chris, we let's talk about the Tahoe show some more. Okay. I feel like you've just been quiet for the last, like, five or <laughs> minutes as, as we're, like, nerding out about Marvel stuff. I'm here designing posters and stuff. It's all good. <laughs> Real quick, uh, where can people uh, get a hold of any information for the Tahoe show in case they want to register or in case they want to, you know, spectate buy tickets, go show up?
2: Sure. Uh, well, it's easy. It's tahoshow.com And uh, we actually, yeah, you can register there. You can get all your standing there. Um, and it's also linked to purchase your tickets. We've sold out on the VIP tickets already. Um, so those are out the door, but we still do have uh, other tickets, other great spots left. And um, it's going to be big. You know, I said it's sold out. It's uh, This show is going to have more competitors than any show I've ever done, uh, including the Frigno Legacy. And it's kind of what happens. Every show... I've ever put on has been bigger than the one before uh, yeah this one we're going to have well over 300 just how it goes the synergy of now the three shows people get to in different regions get to try out one of the a Christmas productions and uh, they go oh no I don't want to do any shows except these now so they'll come from LA they'll come from all over to up to Tahoe and vice versa
0: excellent well that's A that's a great reputation to have and that's also a great trajectory to be on
2: yeah I, I'm pretty happy with it. I feel like the hard work has paid off. You know, like you said, sometimes when you have failure after failure, uh, you can feel a little frustrated, but sometimes, uh,
1: you stay at it. It,
2: uh, it takes off and now it's almost taking off without me. If, if that makes any sense, Just look at the numbers like, wow, I, I don't have to work as hard anymore. This is crazy. This yeah. The, uh, the reputation is doing the job for me.
0: That's, and that must be great. Then you're going to add a fourth show sometime, I'm assuming.
2: But with the expansion of the Expo this year, uh, I'm kind of putting, uh, you know, put adding another show on the back burner, at least for a year or two, because this Expo is going to be like putting on four shows, and uh, it's got to be all hands on deck with this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I kind of doubled down on this one, but uh, it was the next next logical step, but it's a, it was a big step.
0: I'm just glad that you felt confident enough to bet on yourself. You know,
2: I think that's always the best bet. Uh, That's actually something I said to to my buddies coming on as my director of sales. If you work for somebody else, it's it's actually more risky than working for yourself because then you put your life, your fate in someone else's hands.
0: I was going to say that that reminded me of something you had said on the previous episode where you were like putting your – the worst thing you can do is putting your fate in somebody else's hands. Exactly. Let's get to a couple more uh nerdy questions just because those are sometimes <laughs> sometimes the fun ones. Louie, is there one thing that you're currently into that other people might find surprising?
1: I am into getting into podcasts, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm really trying. But I actually I've been obsessed with Jordans. i buying a lot of Jordans, Jordan shoes. Okay to the point where I'm like why am I I don't need all these shoes. <laughs> no matter how many pairs you have, I don't
0: think you have more than my wife. How many does she have? A few hundred. Not
1: Jordans, just shoes in general. Really? The 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 woman likes her shoes. That's incredible. And do you and do you like her taste in shoes? That depends. <laughs> 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 um I have to be careful here because
0: her mother also listens to the podcast. Love it. Uh, no. Um, if we're going out and we're going to be walking a lot, I want her to wear comfortable shoes. Good for you. That's all I care about. That's awesome. And when she puts on the shoes that I know aren't comfortable, I'm like, do you have a pair of flats in your purse?
2: <laughs>
0: and she'll Good always- man. I shall always say no, and then I'll grab a couple and I'll put them in my back pocket. And I'm like, "Oh, your feet hurt. Here you go."
1: No nice. way! You are a good man, uh, super Kenneth. Well, it's Jesus.
0: it's self preservation, guys. Don't don't give me a medal of honor
1: right now. <laughs>
2: Got it. Otherwise, you're carrying her on your back. I get it.
1: <laughs> Master of survival. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. Now. um...
0: Chris, anything else you are into? I know last time you were here you said you were uh, big into animated shows. Anything else you're into that other people might find surprising?
2: I guess uh, people don't expect that I'm an avid mountain biker and skier. I don't know if i talked about that before. Um, I go mountain biking up at Big Bear or in the the mountains above L.A. uh, almost every weekend. And uh, it definitely surprises the shit out of people when I cut down the trail, when they see this – this two hundred forty pound mountain biker barreling out of it forty miles an hour, <laughs> uh, and same with skiing. Man, I've had some people cut me off, and uh, you know, I, I think I broke their ribs. You know, again, he, I remember this one time I dropped a clip. It was like a ten fifteen footer, and this, this idiot like was under me, and I ended up hitting him and catching him at the same time. So I'm like literally holding him off the ground. And I put I put him down the next to me. I'm like, you okay? <laughs> and he's going, hur, 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 and kind of, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> I like, Quick as I can so I don't get a lawsuit. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, too late. Too, too yep. late. <laughs> the cat's <dad's laughs> out of the bag. Yep.
0: Yeah. And oh, Louis. Yeah, can- that's a with me. Oh, what was that, Chris?
2: I oh, so that's, that's- <laughs> the Tahoe with me, you know? I actually have a degree in ski resort management, so I've always been into the
0: outdoors. So. Excellent. It's my prediction. Uh, and L- Chris already answered this one, but Louie, if you could have any superpower, what would
1: you want? You know, I got to go. I think that I, – I ask these people the these same questions, um, and the one I come back to, man, is is Professor X, I guess, is can you read – he can read minds and control minds, Right. Telekinesis, yes. So, telekinesis, you can control minds? Because telepa- telepathy... Telekinesis is telepathy, telepathy. Con- telepathy is reading minds and controlling minds? Because telekinesis is like, I'll put this remote over on the TV. Boom.
0: Done. Yes. Telepathy is reading and controlling. Telekinesis is just controlling.
1: I'd have to go with the tele... Tele... tele- telepathic power. So I can read people's minds. Uh... I played sick, twisted games with their souls,
0: <laughs> and now we get an insight into yours.
2: <laughs> getting insight into my business partner now—I like this
1: exactly. No, I—I I, I actually thought a lot about it, and kind of—I uh, mean, if I were to be Wolverine with the blades coming out of my hands, like I'd be pissed off all the time too. He's an angry, angry dude. Logan is just <laughs> is just you know—and I. Spider-Man's cool, but you know, it's—I have to be realistic. Actually, you know who my favorite – can I take back the last character one? My favorite character is Venom from Spider-Man because he's like this beastly dude, Eddie Brock. Um, But he's just like the baddest cat. And I hope that one day they do a film about him and your boy is going to do <laughs> everything he can to be Eddie Brock. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, because they haven't made a film about Venom yet.
1: No, and his whole his whole world and story is so prolific and interesting, and th- someone's got to do it, and they got to do it right soon. You are that man. Let's do it. I don't want to see X-Men 12, 13, 14 with Kelsey Grammer. You know what I'm saying? I want to <laughs> see Eddie Brock beating some Spider-Man ass.
0: Well, with the reboot of Spider-Man coming out uh, next year, two years? I've- I think, yeah. I think we might be getting a Venom movie maybe in six or seven years. I sure hope so. I think that'd be pretty badass. I love me some Venom. Yes. All right. So we have a, a question here, and it's just, what did you do to work out Nerd Out this week? Which is, what is one health and fitness thing you did, and what is one exceptionally nerdy thing you did? Um, so Chris, what did you do to work out Nerd Out this week?
2: You know, I think that moment actually happened um, at the same time when Louie was here, and uh, we wore matching shirts to the gym (laughs) for our workout. We did. We did. We definitely, yeah, we were team workout nerd out for sure.
1: That's
0: that's, that's awesome.
1: (laughs) And I actually, uh, funny enough, a couple days ago, I was watching the Olympics, and I decided to do a a push-up. Um, with a deck of cards. So, I mean, I would throw down a 10, do 10 push-ups, and do a whole deck.
0: And oh, I was wow. like, wow.
1: Because uh, it was like Sunday, and I didn't have a date. So then I just, like, you know, I was by <laughs> myself. And I was like, let's get a nice pump real quick. So I started just pushing out a deck. It was nice. There you go. You did the whole deck? Did the whole deck, kid. In about oh. 20 minutes. What? How many reps is that? It's a lot. I don't know. All right. So, eight, it's, no. like a, it's like six or 7,000. <laughs> I don't right. know.
0: Jesus. Like... M- I'll start with like a blackjack hand. I'll get two cards, and then I'll do those, <laughs> and I'll work myself up to a deck.
1: That's what aces yeah. are
0: definitely a one.
1: I make sure to put on my uh, string gold gym tank top so I can maximize my blood flow. <laughs> but it was a good. It was a good experience. I look forward to the next one.
0: Chris, I'm sure you're in full Tahoe mode preparation mode. Is there anything else you got going on? Any fun projects? Yeah, that well actually
2: um, my girlfriend Bojana Viselovich is uh, and I are going to Texas this weekend where she'll be competing. And uh we just found out she is um, in the top five to go to the Olympia. So as long as she maintains her status, she'll she will be competing on the Olympia stage at the end of September. And uh so we got a lot going on in the next couple of months between putting on the show and going to Texas and then going to the Olympia and hopefully uh seeing her
0: do pretty damn well. That is phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I've been following you on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. I'm. Oh, she is constantly competing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We are in different corners of the country at least once to twice a month. You know, plus Australia uh, earlier this year. But she's a machine. You know, her goal when she, I mean, very few people can get out of Serbia and she came here with nothing a goal and a dream and that was to get on that Olympia stage and now she's just a, a, a couple of minutes away from it basically know, a lifelong preparation is going to culminate in September.
0: That's fen- that's excellent. That's phenomenal. Con- uh, give her my congratulations. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Louie, aside from the Tahoe show, everything you're doing with that, what else you got going on right now except, you know, Super Sammy from Mutton Stuff.
1: I will be returning for a third episode of Super Sammy in the next coming weeks. And i um, just going to spend the next few weeks writing my monologue for the Tahoe Show because I'll be hosting. Excellent. So uh-huh. I'm excited about it. And then just trying to maintain my gains.
0: That That is one of the <laughs>
1: hardest
0: aspects of gaining. I will say that. Amen. Uh, I'm, I'm constantly just going up and down, fluctuating back and forth takes forever to put on takes no time to lose it. Oh god, that's so true. It's like I I take a week vacation and it's just I come back and it's it's like I have set myself back a year.
1: Mhm. All
0: right. Now, Louie, do you have a fitness resource or an app or
1: something that helps you fulfill your goals? Um, you know, I, I, I use my sister has this great company called Ferrigno Fit that has a lot of stuff in terms of advice uh at FerrignoFit.com and I whenever I need something touched up, she really gets into it. She she puts all the good current articles up there. Um and yeah, so I just do my research as much as I can. Okay. Excellent,
0: excellent. And where can people connect with you uh,
1: social media wise? Throughout social media, you I can be found at Lou dot com. Or at Lou Fergino Junior is my website, and then at Lou Junior on any any social media platform, pretty much. Excellent, and the audience knows.
0: As usual, we will have links to all of those social medias and the Tahoe show, and we're gonna also put up all of Chris's social medias back up. So if people just want to go to the show notes page, they can get a hold of you any number uh, of ways. Cool. Yeah, really appreciate that, man. Yeah, yeah thanks, bro. Hey, absolutely, and finally to cap things off uh, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast Chris why don't you go first
2: <laughs> I wanted Louie to go first <laughs> my <laughs> parting advice um, you know make a goal follow that goal and don't let anybody get in your way
1: mine is if you don't use it you lose it you... leg day baby
0: like <laughs> I was actually talking with somebody about um the same goes for your brain if sure. you don't if you don't use it it's, it just turns to mush
1: totally um totally
0: excellent is there anything else you guys wanted to touch on Tahoe show anything else going on that we can talk about
2: well, we got the freaking no legacy on Halloween weekend so that's going to be here before we know it in just uh, October 29th, October 30th. Uh, like I mentioned, out of powerlifting, we have a Halloween after party there this year. So uh, that's the next big thing for us.
0: That I'm excited about. Are you? Will you be at that, Kenneth? I will be at that. God Good. God.
2: Well, the seat up front for you, buddy. Yes.
0: <laughs> and uh, with the Halloween after party, Louie, are you going to be in the Super Sammy outfit? Ooh, they almost let me keep the suit
1: last time. We'll see, because Super Sammy makes an appearance. I don't know. I like, Louis' hot dog costume is pretty rad. Ooh. All right. That yeah, was a uh, predicate felon hot dog one Halloween, <laughs> while Chris was, uh, was Chris was Carrot Top. <laughs> uh, uh, Carrot Top's gotten pretty beastly in the last couple of years. He, he really does look pretty good.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, it took so little to. I just put on the wig and
2: some uh, mascara, and, and there it was.
0: <laughs> That's. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I might use that as the intro to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for being here. I absolutely appreciate it. Um, anything else I can do for you in the future, let me know. Awesome. Thank you, Kenneth. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, brother. Right. And to everyone out there listening, I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow us on all the social medias. Uh, let me know what you think. Workout nerd out. When we play, we go all night. Eating Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, workout nerd out.